Most Cuban artists don't have the chance to leave the island, even if they don't quite fit in there. David Peisner, contributing editor for Spin Magazine, just met some very dedicated metalheads in Havana, both musicians and fans. And Peisner says they mean business. They're very hardcore. I mean, you, you definitely find metal scenes all over the world. But what attracted me to Cuba was just that every song I heard out of there was just really, really extreme black metal, which is sort of the satanic metal and then death metal. And uh, I mean, it's really something to hear. Um, And, you know, when you go down there and you meet these guys, I mean, they're decked out wearing all black, long black hair, uh, black concert T-shirts from concerts they never could have possibly have gone to. It's quite a scene. And they haven't gone to those concerts because those artists don't go to Cuba and they can't leave the country to see them. Exactly. Introduce us to one of the bands and one of the tunes that you, you found down in Cuba. There was a band called Escape, which was a, a pretty popular metal band down there. And their songs are, are notable because they have a lot of political content. In, in Cuba, a lot of political content means shaded meanings. One song that really sh- struck me was a song called Aora o Nunco, Now or Never. And it's kind of a good example of that. That's the Cuban metal band Escape. Uh, David Peisner, in the context of Cuba and 50-plus years of government restrictions on free expression, why is there this deep, extreme take uh, on metal, even if it's among a small percentage of the population? Well, you know, I I asked that to almost everyone I spoke to down there, and uh, the, the, the general feeling is just that, you know, when you bottle something up, when you express yourself, it, it's going to be loud and extreme. I remember one one guy I talked to in a, in a band called Ancestor. He had said, you know, the music is extreme because our lives are extreme. So rock and roll was actually outlawed in Cuba. You make that point in your article in Spin in the 1960s. And yet the government is now subsidizing these bands. What's up with that? Everything in, in Cuba is pretty much, you know, government run still. And uh I think that the reason why these uh, metal bands eventually sort of got their what's called the Cuban rock agency to represent them and and kind of make them, quote unquote, professionals. Wait, the Cuban government has a rock agency? Yes. It's called the Cuban rock agency. And they're essentially work is, I guess you'd think of it like as a booking agent or a promoter. Mm. The bands who are signed up with the agency are, are drawing a government salary. But the reason why I think it exists is almost a clever little uh, thing done by the Cuban government. You know, they've given this metal scene a little, a little bit of oxygen so they can kind of keep an eye on them and keep them under control at the same time. Well, David, let's go out with a track uh, by the band Hypnosis. It's called Fear to Change. It's in English. Can you give us a, a quick line on the song to take us out, David? It's a band speaking about the problems in Cuba, but having to do so in a very sort of generic way and not sort of pointing fingers too boldly in order to uh, be able to keep being a band. David Peisner, contributing editor for Spin Magazine. Thanks so much. Thank you, Marco. David Peisner's article, Red Menace, on the metal scene in Cuba, is in the new edition of Spin. That's our program today. From the Nan and Bill Harris Studios at WGBH, I'm Marco Werman. Thanks for listening. Yeah.